Hey there, podcast listeners. Since the time of recording this episode, we've changed our name to be Truest Leadership Institute. You can learn more about this podcast and about the Truest Leadership Institute by visiting us on the web at truestleadershipinstitute.com. And now, back to the episode. When developing your organizational strategy, do you factor in the voice of your employees? We're joined by Chuck Gaskin, Chief Associate Engagement Officer with BB&T, as he talks more about listening to the voice of employees and developing relationships of trust. We join the conversation already in progress. And Chuck, I do want to go back to something that you touched on a couple times, which is the voice of the people. And I've heard you use that phrase before. Can you tell us a little bit more about why, what that is and why leaders should be concerned with that? Oh, wow. Among leaders, and again, for the, the perspective on it would be, uh, none of this is textbook kind of stuff. It's This is what I encounter on a regular basis when I meet with leaders in all industries, in all size companies, is this issue of hearing the voice of the employee. Leaders really want their employees to be happy. They want their employees to be fulfilled. That is a, a an absolute. I, I don't work with businesses where they view their employees as uh, dispensable or, you know, we can, if we, if this one doesn't work out, we'll get another one. That's not the way leaders think. Not, not at all. What they look at is how can I retain my talent? How can I, you know, reduce turnover. And I like to think of it honestly in terms of increasing retention, increasing engagement. Economically, if you think in terms of, of labor economics or talent economics, it's really that function, isn't it? It's raising retention and raising engagement. You do those two things as a business leader and you can own your market. You can own wallet, the, the share of wallet that you're trying to achieve. You can become far better as you raise the retention of your employees as you raise their engagement. And who in the world would want to lose that kind of talent? So the way you do that, you listen. And I'm going to give you some insights, and I, I hope this will really be helpful for our leaders. The BB&T Leadership Institute has done a lot of work on, a lot of research on engagement. And we've, uh, we're, it's, a, it's a fluid kind of challenge for us. We are really trying to stay at the, you know, the edge with that, really the leading edge in terms of understanding. And certainly we're not the only uh, party that's exploring that, but boy, do we have a focus on it. And boy, do we want to be the very best at employee retention we can. And one way we do that, honestly, is we look at leaders and we look at what they do well, what they are faced with. It's a challenge. And I'm going to give you one here. The, the word is empathy. The word is empathy. And empathy means my willingness to understand where someone's coming from before I advance where I'm coming from. Now think about that for a minute. Understanding where other people are coming from. The issue is leaders struggle with listening to the voices of those who are doing the work. I've done a lot of work in terms of, we call it sort of four-box uh, analytics, where we look at leaders in terms of, you know, are they strategic? Are they more tactical? Uh, are they more people-oriented? Are they more task-oriented? Those are the, the quadrants. And what I find uh, consistently among most leadership teams is that most leadership teams are clearly better at setting the vision, seeing the big picture, being able to cast that vision to their employees. This is what we can accomplish. This is how we're going to do it. You know, and uh, I'm counting on all of you to achieve it. Sort of this champion kind of uh, mentality, if you will. 
Here's where leaders struggle. They're not all leaders. You might be listening right now and thinking, I understand where people are coming from. I do hear their voice. Chuck, I'm great at that. Well, if you are, that is unusual, first of all. And secondly, that is a competitive advantage you have, uh, so long as you have others who are helping you cast the strategic vision as well. But you as a leader, if you can get in the day-to-day stuff and really understand what's going on, that can be a tremendous uh, asset in this kind of economy. But here's the thing. You don't have to be that leader. You just have to have the self-awareness. You know, at the Institute, we talk at the BB&T Leadership Institute, we talk a lot about self-awareness. And, and leaders who can be self-aware, who can understand, you know, that's not my gift. That's not where I'm strong. Okay, that's self-awareness. That's saying, I know it needs to be done. I'm just not really as good doing it as maybe a lot of other people are. Okay, good. That's self-awareness. Find people who can help you better hear the voice of the employee. So leaders, how do you do that? Well, if leaders by nature are more strategic and sometimes are challenged with either finding the time or just having the natural uh, propensity to listen, if that's a challenge, then how do you do that? Well, you get people around you who are better at it. And when you get together, you make sure you ask questions that really probe to the people who are actually going to be doing the job. Let me give you an example. If I cast a vision, and and by the way, I'm more of a visionary as a leader. Um, I'm a little bit more challenged listening to the day-to-day stuff. Uh, I have the interpersonal skills, but I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm more excitable, if you will, at the strategic level. So what I've learned to do, and there's a real science to this, and it works psychologically, is that you ask the kinds of questions that the people who are in the day-to-day operations are going to be asking. For example, if you cast a vision, they're going to ask, well, how are we going to do this? Or where are we going to get the stuff we need in order to accomplish this task? They're asking very tactical, day-to-day kinds of questions. And if you as a leadership team can learn to do that, then you can make tremendous inroads in your effectiveness. Still cast your vision, still think big picture, but you almost have to in a surrogate kind of way, you have to be the voice of that employee. You have to anticipate what those employees are going to ask. And you have to do the timeout signal in your meeting and say, okay, we got this great vision. We've got a great way of doing things, but can the employees do it? And, and let's be real here. You, you don't censure people who say, um, you know, I don't know that we can do it. You don't say, no, you got to have a positive attitude. You say, well, why can't we do it? What do you see as the challenge? What have you heard the employees say that might be an issue here? Who might we include, but before we talk about this topic again, who are a few people who are doing this day in and day out that one or two of us can can go take to lunch or sit down and talk with and and get a real better understanding of, of what the challenges might be? Who are those people? And if you don't know who those people are as a leader, I'm not going to slap you on the wrist for that. What I am going to say is, okay, self-awareness time. You're not maybe as connected with your employees as you probably want to be. What are some things you could do to maybe better connect with employees? You know, might you open your office door a little bit more? Might you get out on the plant floor and walk around? Might you in that hospital go into the, um, you know, the nurse's lounge or the doctor's lounge and, and, and take a cup of coffee and say, hey, let's take 15 minutes. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what I, I need to know that I, I may not know. You know, at the very core of that, is, is the word trust. Employees, and I hear this so much, Anna, when I'm out about with 
leadership teams and with their employee teams. I'll, I'll hear the trust word. I'll say, well, you know, I just don't know. I'm an employee, and I, and I say, I just don't know if I can say this because that's not what she wants to hear or that's not what he wants to hear. And when I, when I hear those kinds of things, Anna, it's not that a red flag goes up. It's just an awareness flag goes up. It's like, okay, what can that leader do to be more approachable? What behaviors might they compensate for that will make them uh, more trustworthy? Because I don't think the leader is not trustworthy, but what might be the what can they do to be perceived as more trustworthy? And leaders, do your employees trust you? And do you have the kinds of relationships with them where they understand you're the leader, they hold you accountable as the leader, and they respect you as the leader, but they also feel like they have a relationship with you. They feel like you know their name. They feel like you really believe in them, that you trust them. You know, to be trustworthy, we have to trust. And some leaders honestly struggle with that, Anna. Relationships of trust. Are you trustworthy? And you, I'm certain you are, but do your employees know that you're trustworthy? And have you created an environment where they really feel comfortable sharing with you openly and honestly where they really are in a relationship of trust? Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We'll pick back up on the next episode. In the meantime, I have some great news. We have been steadily growing, not only in new content with thought-provoking new episodes lined up, but also in audio quality. Help us continue to grow in 2019 by rating and reviewing our podcast, as well as sharing us with a friend or colleague. Episodes are available anywhere you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. For show notes or for additional information, find us at bbtleadershipinstitute.com. Leadership Amplitude is a podcast production of the BBT Leadership Institute. All rights reserved.